in episodes 13 through 16, we get the conclusion of the King Eternal Monarch. I am your host, T, and you have arrived at Ardax Around, and I am glad to have you here. If you are happy to be here and you want to make certain that you don't miss a single episode, make certain that you follow this podcast on Spotify or whichever podcaster is your preferred choice. We left off on episode 12, so we'll dive into episode 13, where we find that Lady No is also a transplant. As these episodes down, we're finding that the kingdom and the republic are so enmeshed with one another that in a certain point, it looks like everybody ain't where they supposed to be. Lady knows story is very unique because she was propositioned by Eve and Uncle back in the 50s when Korea was in the And of all of the scenarios and all of the propositions that we Lady Noah's proposition makes the most sense to me, or let's just say it's the most satisfying if I can say that, because this proposition was to give her a world with not suppose that if you live in a world with that it doesn't feel like it's ever therefore there probably wasn't much that he had to do against her. They don't give us information about her also. of his proposition the altar having to kill the other one so that they can exist yeah I ain't saying granny's a murderer or what have you but I mean maybe they want us to fill that blank in for ourselves and they don't want a 77 year old lady to look like the murderer she is cause I mean no. so and subsequently they don't have the lightning fireworks. It seems that it's just a kingdom issue. I am not sure why they think that it's going to be direction, but it is with that. Our poor Lauren, she He is kissed by Luna, and it really sent him reeling because we know that Luna is Taylor's altar. Okay, so he is finally getting what he's probably been thirsty for his entire life. And he gets it, and it just sparks his He includes the fire by the king. Finally, I mean, you know, why did you have it? In one scene, in the episode 13, he has it. Whoa. 
only was Heun there, but Egon was there. Yes, Egon was in the palace with all black on, with a mask and a black hat, and he actually saved himself that night. Please do not ask me how. I'm just giving you what the episode gave me. Moving on to episode 14. Shinje is injured and he is in the hospital. The king gets poisoned by Luna. The king faces his altar. I never knew who the king's altar was. King's The king's altar, his name is Jin. And he is the son of the woman who is his mother's altar. I know. It's so confusing. But he confronts him. Unk also confronts his altar. I mean, episode 14 should have been called Confrontation, baby. Because everybody confronting each other. But the uncle faces his altar and he kills him himself. You know, I thought that that was kind of a poignant um, depiction for them to make for us. He typically propositions, you know, the people to take his offer. And as recompense, they have to kill the altar. And not only is it a way for him to not have to do all the dirty work, but it's also a noose that he puts around their neck in order to get them to do his bidding. Because no matter how evil you kind of have to be to make that kind of a decision, it's usually something that people, you know, have a difficult time with living with the fact that they killed somebody and not only somebody but their mirror image it's got to really almost feel like you've killed yourself a part of yourself luna stabs tail and it looks fatal but come on guys it's episode 14 we know you not dead they also in this episode replayed the first encounter remember when i said that this drama is told with a circular type of a situation well, in this episode, they loop the story, meaning a lot of the encounters that they have had, especially between episodes one and five, have a different tone now. It's much deeper because now we're starting to understand why there was so much anguish in their meetings, why there was so much befuddlement by the king at first. Um, and we'll move into episode 15 to try to kind of flesh that looping they're doing now out. The reason why Forlorn was left in the uh, front of the shop when he was a young boy is because his mom was in debt. His mom was in so much debt that death was her only option. She took herself and her son to the Han River and she was trying to get her son to leap over the railing with her. He obviously did not want to die. It gave evil uncle enough time to roll up on her and proposition her and she absolutely took the proposition and that proposition was for evil uncle to take child Shinje over to the kingdom where he could live a better life and he took her and put her somewhere baby um, please do not ask me where he put her but the bottom line is that they both were able to live her away from him yet he was still able to have a better life 
than she could give him since she was swamped in debt. Teul and Faisal, and excuse me, Luna, <laughs> um, they face off after the evil Unk is palm read by Nadi. Um, she is able to predict that your future is a beheading. No matter how you slice that cake, you're just kind of destined for a beheading. And he's looking at her like, okay, but not before you first, you know, and that gives Unsop a chance to get to the cafe and be protective over Nadi because he recognizes that if this is evil uncle, you need to stay away from him. But after that, Teul and Luna, they face off. And Teul and Luna have a very interesting dynamic. Uh, Luna, for one reason or another, is absolutely enraptured by the love that Teul's dad has for her. So when she comes to the Republic and assumes Teul's life, when Teul is off running around wherever she goes, the dad obviously doesn't have any reason to suspect that she's anyone different. He cooks for her, you know, and, you know, bean paste soup and rice and, you know, he's telling her to eat and he's, you know, fussing over her and giving her a warmth and a love and just consideration and care that is completely foreign to her and she literally falls in love with him and you know at one point Taylor asks Luna you know why did you you know you barely missed my organ but it was seemed like more of a purposeful mist and she's like so why did you you know not fatally stab me and Luna is like I didn't want to disappoint your dad and she just she was like a freaking kitten that's fed by a person and comes back every day. This is the way that she looks at Teul's father. And Teul's father is none the wiser. He's just being his same, you know, brash yet loving self. And it's just, it just disarms Luna to the point that Everything she set to do when she got over there, which was to kill Teul, she couldn't do. Not even couldn't, wouldn't do. Because even Luna, as criminal as she was, had her own specific code that she would never cross. Regardless of what kind of a mission she was set to complete. So... These episodes, as we're nearing the end, we're in episode 15 now, um, there's a bit of a goodbye tour of sorts. The altars are having to say goodbye. So we know we have the main ones. We had Teirl and Luna, and, you know, she's asking her what I just described. And then you have Unsup and Raham Anjo. That had me tearing up. Okay, um, and so, you know, he's so wacky. His personality is such that he has these little rules that he lives by. And Joe is like, you know, just be safe and be careful. And, you know, ain't that one of your rules, like rule 13 or something? And I'm getting the number wrong, but this next number is supposed to signify a brand new rule. Like, okay, shouldn't that be a new rule you stay in one piece? 
and uh, and sup was like you know my new rule actually is that you know i wish to be able to see you again and omg that killed me right hand man joe was looking at him like dude i don't cry except you know my eyes are sweating a little bit now and they hug it out and i'm just like oh my freaking god are they really trying to kill me right now so that was really extremely good and i have to admit and i do not like i do not like them to continue to disappoint me with the romance or just say the interactions because sometimes i just think you know what romance just isn't something even if a drama is uh tagged with the romance tag romance is an art clearly but king and taylor have so much better interactions and I really just think it's due to it being so much more natural and so much more realistic. Um, the bottom line is this. On the King Eternal Monarch, they have to save the world. It is up to the king, and in many ways, Taylor, to save the world. I already said in different episodes that the king has noticed that time freezes longer and longer every time somebody crosses over every time somebody you know takes the path to the other side it don't matter which way just as long as someone takes that path it 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 alters time to the degree that he has assessed time is going to stop ultimately and we all know that if time stops the world is over well the king has some really interesting decisions to make now because it's up to him to be able to save time um prince young the one that got um assassinated by evil uncle his son actually has been an accomplice to evil uncle the entire time which makes sense to me because in order for you to be able to wreak havoc everywhere at once you're gonna have to have your contacts and your contacts are gonna have to be in high places and young was the next in line for the kingship especially since his dad was already 77 i mean damn even if the king would have got you know murdered like evil uncle probably wanted not probably definitely pyong's son only had about two or three years to wait until his dad died of natural causes because he was that old so forlorn confronts his mom by now he knows the 411 on what happened to him as a child but instead of him seeing it as his mom giving him a life raft a chance at life he sees it as um, his opportunity to finally turn his back on her and leave her hanging high and dry and he does so and it just breaks her and it's pretty sad because the watcher knows the full story but it just makes forlorn look a little bit like an asshole when he does that so the king has to reveal himself to Taylor, but only to a certain extent because the world is dying as a consequence of his uncle dodging death 25 years ago and for one reason or another what the uncle did you know tilted the world's axis in such a way that in order to set it aright again um that the king was going to have to go back 
in the past 25 years ago and change some things up so that the world could heal and so that he can fix time. So this goodbye tour causes the king to have to tell his right-hand man, Joe, goodbye. This is my order. You know, he's got to go to this area of the kingdom and then he's got to go back over to the other side to do what he has to do with that. And really, it's not even the other side. It's other sides. For reasons that I'll go into the next episode, excuse me, the next section. But he has to tell Lady No goodbye. And what I found extremely tender and I enjoyed watching this was when our king, Ikon, every time he told someone goodbye, he forced them to let him go so he said something to the tune of tell me to go let me go because if you don't tell me to go i won't be able to do it and he tells as much to Teul, and he tells as much to his grandmother lady no fake granny and he tells as much to right hand man joe now they ain't taking it all that great but he definitely forces them to do it and not by sword or anything like that but it's a very tender moment well acted by Imino and again I just really appreciate the interactions that he and Teul are having both with each other I mean the interaction I never really had an issue with Imino's performance in this I think he's been solid the entire time I do think he has had to you know, act opposite a plank of wood and do many things. But other than that, I think that um, he's done a fine job. At the conclusion of episode 15, the king, he puts his prince, you know, the prince's daughter. He's got a granddaughter. He puts her in position as the next to ascend the throne. Just in case because the mission that the king has to set out on is not one that is going to point to him being able to necessarily survive it and he is trying to put his affairs in order as best he can so that he does not leave the kingdom reeling as a result of his absence before this episode ends forlorn cop confesses to Taylor. he confesses to her in order to try to gold her into not helping the game to restore time because by now these conclusions are starting to become really clear to our inner circle you know right hand man joe Teul, forlorn the king unsop these people are starting to make all the right and the wrong calculations and everything is pointing toward something needs to be done and it's something that don't nobody nobody wants to have to do nor do they want to have to face the people that are gonna have to do it when the king tells right hand man joe that hey basically i gotta go between worlds and fix them right hand man joe is like my life is indebted to you as a as a child they flash back a few times to the king meeting right-hand man Joe as a child. And I forget his name, but it's something to the tune of, You shall forever be my 
you know, honorable sword for the rest of your life. And it made such an impression on right-hand man Joe as a little child that the king is not someone who right-hand man Joe ever takes lightly. He tells the king that wherever you go, I'm going. If that's into the jaws of death, then we on our way. And they do, they set off to go back into the crossing of time in order to try to save the world. Our finale episode takes us to a few years, meaning they describe to us what year it is and what are the goings on in those years. And our first stop is in 1994, which was the night of treason, the night when Egon's father, the king, was slain by evil uncle Edim and our beloved heir to the throne was assaulted. The king thinks that he has to just allow that to happen, meaning that he has to become, he has to let uncle kill him in order to allow justice to be had. One way or the next, the king does not end up dying. They end up saving the little boy, thank goodness. Because Joe, he protects the child king with his life. So the king triumphantly kills evil uncle, who never had a destiny other than death. Because if your mission, and it looked that this was evil uncle's ultimate mission, which that's how you know you're evil. When you want everybody dead, including yourself. I mean, I most people understand evil that wants other people dead. But most people can't fathom the, the kind of evil that wants everything dead, including the evil person. So, Egon does restore time, except restoration of time means that different things happen. It means that our Egon and Teul do not remember each other. It means that Teul is waiting for the king and vice versa. The king promises Teul that whether you believe, excuse me, whether you remember me or not, I am not going to stop going into these time vortexes until I find you. So they go to 2020 and then 2021. And then, you know, until we get to current day. And he finally finds her. And when I say current day, I mean at the time when this drama was filmed, he finally finds her in 2021 after he's opened super a lot of universes. They finally have their reuniting. And it isn't as good as it was when she was in the hospital in episodes 14 and 15. But, I mean, you can only ask for so much when this drama lacks the romance level that I prefer. Finally, the king made someone PM that he trusted. He had a, let's just say a cabinet member that was always like his right-hand woman, his left-hand woman or something. You know, she was always just kind of a solid, dependable, 
wealth of information and, you know, an emotional barometer. He finally may put somebody in the PM prime minister position that he could trust. And I just asked myself, would this entire drama have even been a thing? Had he even, you know, you can see that PM cool was just, was just worsome the entire time. And you'll notice I didn't mention PM Cool because she is a non-factor. She got killed and, you know, she made her little discoveries and all that stuff. But she was killed because, baby, he does not love you. So at the conclusion of this drama, they obviously find each other. And they grow old together. You do get a happily ever after at the end of this. And I suppose that that is the most, the best that you can ask for out of a drama that I previously dropped. I am glad that I finished it for reasons that I already went over. But in case you haven't listened to the first episode, the reason that I knew I would come back and trudge through this drama was because I needed to see Uduan, one of my favorite actors, complete this role and see you know his acting range with this wacky character of his and I love Emino and you know for reasons that you love Emino but am I glad that I picked this back up after dropping it some time ago yes I am glad that I picked it up are you glad that you were able to traverse this dropped drama with me what is the next drop drama that I'm going to pick up and give you guys a recap of? I don't know. Maybe you can help me along the way. Do you have any dropped dramas? I've been thinking about how can I interact with you all, give you all, you know, some input into this podcast, perhaps. And I think I've figured out a way that isn't novel by any stretch of the imagination but I thought to myself would I be willing to slough through a drama that I didn't even choose meaning do you have any dropped dramas that you don't want to watch for whatever reason can't watch it because it's too dumb the trope is just uh, it's just pissing you off it's whatever the case is or maybe you just you're a student you ain't got time for all that but you do have time to listen to a podcast episode whatever it is and this is just me brainstorming but if it's a drama that I have not already seen and we are connecting I guess and you suggest a drama that you would like a recap similar to the one I gave on King the Eternal Monarch I would be willing to do that it's just a suggestion not something that you have to do but regardless of whether you are wanting to give your input and join me for this ride I will absolutely be ready to fill you in on all of those messy and not so messy details of the drop dramas on my list and until we meet again i will talk to you in the next drama <laughs>